isn't it kind of a weird thought that we might own the last MacBook Pro with a good keyboard? Has that thought hit you yet? I'm pretty sure we talked about that last week. Like that exact same thought that that was going to be the last, that like the 5K iMac and the the previous generations of MacBook Pros were kind of the, the last good computers that'll be made for for uh, like, you know, the, the old the older set of computer users. Well, I mean, not to be too particular on you, but it, it wasn't last week. We, we did not do a show last week or the week before. Um, so I, I, you know, I use that as a form to apologize to the listeners for, for not having a program these last couple of weeks. Um, but anyway, I, I think um, it's all running together in kind of this, we have, we have this two month period where we, um, where we have a, a passable president and, and we're kind of just, we're bi- we're biding our time. We kind of needed the last couple of weeks, I think, to to recollect our thoughts. Yeah, we need we needed uh, turkey dad jokes. Uh, we we needed a lot of stuff. Uh huh. Those 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 Joe those Joe Biden means were pretty good too. They were. Um, can I can I uh derail your your this and we talk uh, about something else right now? Please, yeah. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a true uh, true episode without yeah. derailing in the first. Uh, what do we got here? First, about a minute and a half. So I, I, I've come around to something that you will be happy with or that you'll maybe... I don't hate... I'll, Mi- I'll, I'll be the judge of that. I don't hate Michael Buble. Mm. But I hate him again. Oh. <laughs> so do, do you... Come, come full, three, full 360. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I okay. don't. I, I quite like Michael Buble. So it's, it's occurred to me like in the past like 10 months or so that whenever I hear a Michael Bublé song that is not a Christmas song, you know what? I kind of like it. And and it's probably the middle-aged person in me, but I kind of do. I think it's that he is the new like face of Christmas, that his stuff gets so overplayed, and the holiday songs are just so... They're just always so in your face with him. That's what kind of makes him insufferable. Uh, but I think that's just every pop star that's had very successful holiday music but the other 10 months of the year i I take it all back it's pretty good huh see that that, that's that's interesting to me because his christmas album is probably my favorite of his the one that he did with elmo he did one with elmo yes i'm not aware of that one i'm sure if you google um Google image search, uh, Buble, Elmo, you'll find some stuff. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure I want to find that stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm top happy, I'm happy uh... with the... Oh, uh, uh, Evernote here, um, auto corrects Buble to Bible. That's fun. There we go. It's going to give you a good four to eight years. <laughs> On that note, I... well, no, never mind. We're just going to let that go. Well, let's look at the, well, yeah, let's yeah. circle back. Let's circle back around to uh, my, I'd say, somewhat successful attempt at an opening of the show. You mm-hmm. kind of put me on the spot this week. Sure, sure. Um, so I, I went into the Apple Store since we last spoke, and I, I think you have as well to check out this new MacBook Pro with Touch Bar. With with, with Touch Bar, yeah. I'm sure they had the other one there too. But what, what what are we calling that one? It's with function keys. Is that the official name? I think it is. Marco seems to be the one that names all these now, and he's uh, dubbed it the MacBook Escape, which is not bad. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so you know, granted, I only spent a few minutes with it, but um, was not was not super impressed. 
um, the keyboard we've talked about at length. It's exactly as advertised. Seems a little bit better than the MacBook keyboard, but not nearly as good as the keyboard on our Retina MacBook Pros. And then the other thing, though, that I was really surprised by was I was super underwhelmed by the touch bar. I just did, I didn't think that the contrast was very good on it. Um, I thought the responsiveness to touch was pretty good, but like not quite as good as I thought it was going to be. Like, I don't know, I guess in my head and the way that I had read about it, I, I pictured it being sort of like a really skinny iPhone like screen, but it's, it's not, it's not really that. So I don't know, I, I, maybe my expectations were off or I was expecting it to be something it was never meant to be, but just in my short period of time with it, I just, it just didn't, didn't really impress me. So with that, I mean, and, and I'm trying to be very level-headed about this and I think we'll just, we'll dive right into the meat of the show today. Um, I, I don't think it's that bad, but I don't think it's good. So I, I would take issue or, or I would, I would have a different opinion, uh, on a lot of the things you said. Um, I agree on the keyboard. It's uh, it's a step up from the MacBook One uh, that had incredibly shallow keys and was was basically unusable. Um, and it's and it's definitely worse than the MacBook Pros we have now. It's weird because um, because of like the the key spacing and key travel to type quickly on it, you have to type um, harder. Like you have to hit the keys harder. Um, which makes it significantly louder, and I know that's a weird complaint. But the keyboard, it's not awful. Like I, I could get used to that. Like I, I overcame that objection. Uh, the touch bar contrast, I actually think it's nice. They made it kind of matte and um, less distracting. Because if it was like a super glossy iPhone-like display, it would get smudged up super easily and would probably not be that uh, that good to use. So I don't have a complaint there. My complaint would be that. Um, it doesn't extend all the way to the edge of the left side of the screen. So therefore, um, like the escape key and the other uh, function keys that it emulates uh, are not in the right spot. And I know that's just a really picky thing to complain about, but that for me kind of it makes it really annoying. Uh, but the touch bar does have touch ID, which as uh, as you've seen, 1Password already released an update to uh, make that work, which is kind of that, uh, enviable. That almost, that almost makes this all worthwhile. Yeah. Um, but for me, like I, th- the U the USB ports, I I I think I think it's I think the compromises they made are dumb, and and I and I think it's user hostile is the wrong word, but like I I I think it's a for a pro product, I think it's not the right choice, but it's it's Apple, and it was going to happen eventually, so whatever. Like I've kind of grown at peace with that, that you're just going to have to use adapters for everything uh, for a couple of years. So that's I just not really, that bad. I just really think by buying this machine with on the on the the USB C note, you're really rolling the dice that that's the way that things are going to go. I mean, think think back to Thunderbolt and all the suckers who bought into like Thunderbolt hard drives and all kinds of other Thunderbolt accessories, and now they've gotten you know no pun intended, but super burned by that. Uh, yeah, B plus. <laughs> um I I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. USB-C is already um very very widespread. Uh Android manufacturers are taking are are embracing it. Uh PC manufacturers are too, especially uh, specifically because it's cheap. Like Thunderbolt um because for the most part it was an Apple only type of technology, it was very very expensive and the licensing and issues with Intel, those were was those it, were Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt was an Intel thing, wasn't it? I know Apple was sort of the first to adopt it, but wasn't it a intel 
originating standard or am I kind, that wrong? kind of i think it was a collaborative thing it was first debuted as like a feature called light peak from intel uh like back in like i think like 2011 ish maybe um but i think they worked very closely with um with apple to put it in its current form got it but like anyway i think USB-C is definitely here to stay and that's and just because it's completely backwards compatible with USB 3, which is what every other computer is going to use and the MacBook Pros already had. So, like, I don't think that's a big deal. I'm, I'm going to miss MagSafe. And again, like, I, I'm far more angry or or I think people have far more justification for anger um, at the removal of, like, the SD card slot, which is not adding any thickness. And that's just kind of a just kind of a screw you to a lot of people. Um, But I, I thought it was a passable computer. Um. I just I think there were too many compromises made for what is to me like it's just the trade-off uh, like what's gained in terms of thinness and weight it's not that much thinner or heavier or or lighter like it's um it's like 0.4 pounds lighter and somewhat thinner but not really that much and the the trade-offs just don't seem worth it but um uh whenever I have to replace this MacBook Pro which it seems like that might be sooner rather than later and we'll we'll get to that um, I don't know. It's it, it's probably not going to be the worst computer in the world, but it's it's got a lot of unnecessary weird compromises for a machine that's pretty expensive. Um, for not a whole lot of immediate benefit except Touch ID. I think I could live with the you know maybe underwhelming visual effects of the Touch Bar, although maybe we disagree on that, and then also the whole USB C thing. But the the part that I think I would really just have a hard time getting past is the keyboard. That really does seem like a a total deal breaker. Maybe it is one of those things that maybe you've, you know, like I guess best case scenario maybe it's something like the on screen keyboard on the iPhone where yeah at first it did seem kind of weird but then once you got used to it you actually ended up being quicker on that than any other sort of smartphone keyboard. But I don't know. That seems like a stretch with this one. I think with a keyboard, you'd get used to it. I don't think it's a situation where you'd be faster on it than like a physical keyboard because I think it's just a different and kind of objectively worse but not unusable physical keyboard. So I, I think that's whatever. But the, the loudness thing is definitely an issue because, yeah, when I was typing on it, like I was missing a lot of keystrokes unless I um, uh, press down harder, which it does like in meetings or other things like that. That would be super annoying. Um, but yeah, it's fine. Also, it, it felt really top heavy. I don't know if you lifted it up, but the screen, um, like the weight distribution, just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird computer. And again, it's a weird direction, um, that Apple's going. I mean, if they think, I, I know their important product is the iPhone and I know it's, um, irrational for somebody who like still prefers like traditional computing or like, or like old style non-mobile computers. Uh, to feel that they should spend more attention on something that's maybe like what, like five percent of their total revenue. Um, but yeah, I kind of wish they would, and I think for a product they think maybe doesn't have that widespread appeal, uh, this doesn't speak to the base that they um, maybe really want. Like, I, I don't see how this computer makes it uh, more, uh, like a, a more likely purchase for the every person. Yeah, I I completely agree. Yeah. So what, I want to I want to go back to something that you teased out a second ago. What, what's what's happening with your uh, what's your current MacBook Pro? 
so it, it's it's mainly fine. However, um, so the current MacBook Pro unibody design, like that's been out since like 2012. And on some of the earlier MacBook Pros, there was a, a known issue about um, what's called delamination of the uh, anti-reflective coating on the uh, on the on the display. And I assume that would have been fixed by the the 2015 edition that we both bought. But on mine, no, I'm definitely by the by the top where the eyesight camera is, uh, getting that. And I'll I'll try to send you a picture tomorrow. But um, yeah, it seems like there's like just these permanent like. Uh, like Windexy like stains on the screen, huh? And there's a couple on the screen itself, but they're very small. Where you can just kind of think that's maybe just like, a, like a tiny like dried water drop or something. Um, but yeah, it's it's fairly noticeable by the camera. And I like did some research, and it looks like they had like a quiet warranty recall, um, for them. But it seems like it doesn't cover this model, which seems really weird. And uh, so this will probably be an unpleasant or uh, unfruitful visit to the Genius Bar soon. And you know my record with the Genius Bar. (laughs) I do. So when you say this model isn't covered, so you're saying that it would be like only the model before ours, that is? Yeah, like the recall program was released or was like announced, I think, like, uh, like January of 2015. And I think I bought this one like April of 2015. And it said like, uh, like uh, you have up until like a year from the announcement of this program, which means it's probably already expired to cover your, like your old computer. So that like implies that they already fixed this, um, but apparently not. So that's kind of a super big bummer. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really strange. And I you, guess I... And you have none of this. Uh, or I, I like, not... It might be like the Crescent Moon thing on the iPhone 6 where once somebody tells you it, it'll ruin your life, but... <laughs> That's that's what I'm worried about. I'm like sitting here staring at my screen and uh, there's a, yeah, there's this little spot below the camera here, but I just rubbed it out with my finger. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking like really carefully at my screen now and yeah, I, I don't see anything, All but right. I'm sure by the time we talk next week, I'll see like four different areas. <laughs> of course. And we'll have gone to the Genius Bar like three times. Yeah. I, uh, that's too bad yeah because i because i like i honestly do like i i i really like kidding aside think it would be might be kind of interesting for the purpose of the show but i i think it would be sort of a difficult transition to go from the computer that we have now to the new macbook pro and the biggest problem with that for me because because i've thought about it like oh what if i have to or or what if maybe like i don't know i really uh maybe i'm really into the space gray thing and i and i want to upgrade I think the biggest problem for me would be that since I regularly use two computers, I would be driven insane by the fact that one of them had Touch ID and one didn't. Yeah, I mean, there was that phase with uh, the iPhone and the iPad that was like that, where it was just insane to have it on your iPhone, but not on your iPad. Yeah, so I, I, I have a feeling it would be similar on your uh, your MacBook Pro. Yeah, so I think that's the reason why, even if this lamination thing gets... Uh, gets worse and I would somehow become resigned to purchasing that computer, I think I would have to to hold off until there was some type of attachment or update to the iMac that that put that on there. I, I know we've talked about this at length on the show, either one or two episodes back, and it seemed like we just sort of disagreed with the utility of this, but the whole Apple Watch unlocking thing in macOS is really great and dramatically um, decreases my desire for touch ID. But th- that doesn't work with one password. And literally that's 
90% of it. Well, that's, yeah. The the thing that's missing is third-party support, but... Yeah. But I think, you know, being able to unlock your computer is also right up there in terms of um, pain in the assness <laughs> as, as uh, unlocking one password, so... Yeah, but I yeah. Yeah, sometimes like if you just spend like if like if you're just doing like a long stretch and you're like 4 hours in front of your computer and then like one password like any sane person should have a security timeout on it. It seems like any time I actually need it it's been like 11 minutes instead of the 10 minute timeout. <laughs> right. It's, God. Um, <laughs> but it's better than using the same password for everything, so so it's 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 totally acceptable. Yeah. Okay, man. Uh so on that note in terms of like other new Apple stuff, uh last time we talked on November 9th, uh at that very sad day yeah. uh we the designed an app uh designed in california by apple is that that the official name is it really or, i guess I, I haven't even looked at the, what the actual title is. i don't know if it's just designed by Cal- uh, designed by california um <laughs> designed in california uh, i think that's probably the official thing but it, it's basically johnny uh johnny ives like scrapbook <laughs> right that's pretty good i, I have not heard it described that way but like, that's, that's that's pretty on the nose. I mean, it, and and I and I appreciate everything the guy's done. It, it, I, I well, I'll let you summarize it because it, like there it, since it's been a few weeks, I'm we've probably listened to like eight different podcast episodes talking about this. So I don't know. Uh, I think you'll be better at summarizing kind of what the deal is. Well, so Apple came out with a book, and I honestly, when I the first time I saw a headline about this, especially when I saw there were two different sizes for two different prices, I swear I thought it was an Onion article. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. Like I really did think it was some parody. And I was like, oh, haha, that's that's cute. And I did. I don't even think I clicked like the link. I just thought like, oh, haha, clever. But then I saw like a couple of more references to it, and I was like, wait, wait, what is this like? Is this thing a real product? And yeah, it is. So it's. I mean, how do you describe this? It, it's it's just a series of images of Apple products over the years. No 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 text, no story. I mean, not nothing other than just the pictures. Although it it evidently come. I guess John Syracuse has highlighted this. It, it comes with, or you can get separately, or something like a little um, kind of like footnote book, which has descriptions or something of each of the photos oh so we in the book it literally doesn't even just say like 1997 no. like uh, a power mac g3 no <laughs> no so, it, it's, it's from the images i've seen it's just white paper and then the the photos and then if you want any sort of context around those photos you have to go to this separate little booklet. And that separate little booklet doesn't have like anything that you would really want, which is like commentary or background or context. Mm-hmm. It's literally just like, you know, if you were if you were describing this book to someone like over the internet without them being able to see it, like the, that's what you would use, you know? Yeah. So it, it's um I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess the the two the, the the two thoughts I have are let it's kind of dumb. Like, it seems it seems like somewhat of a waste of resources. But secondly, I mean, who cares? Like, I think the amount of time that's been spent analyzing and discussing this book is somewhat ridiculous. Um. 
we have a lot of other things in the world right now I think people could probably put their energy into, but uh, I mean, including people who are focused on technology, there's plenty of tech-related things people should probably be a little more interested in now, but um, I don't know. It, it, it It's a dumb product. I think Apple sort of op has opened themselves up to this sort of criticism. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. I, I have I have a hard time getting super opinionated about it one way or the other. That's fair. I like I'm not super opinionated about it either, but for like so they released a three it's it's three and four hundred, not two and three hundred, right? I th no, I think is it's one ninety nine and two ninety nine, isn't it? That was two and uh I thought it was three and four. But okay, well let's for let's say two and three for now. Oh my god, no, no, no. It can't it's not three and four hundred, is it? Well you can look it up and you can you can uh okay. be a yeah. uh fact checker. Uh -huh. That'll that'll be needed for the next four years. Yeah. Uh, or eight, as Jody said. Um, so they released a three hundred dollar uh, coffee table book uh, that has uh, that offers very little value or yeah, anything. Yeah. So to, to, to real time follow up here, um, <laughs> starts at one ninety nine in small and two ninety nine in large. Okay, and the thirty eight and the forty two. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so so two and three hundred dollars for a coffee table book that is nothing but just glamour shots of Apple's uh, products for the last twenty years, which which is fine. My like, I don't have a big problem with it, but I just think that Apple that's had a rough year, um, they're finally coming down from just the expectations of just continued astronomical growth. They've had a few products that are that leave a lot of people just kind of scratching their head. And over the past year, and we'll we'll keep discussing this. Um, they've canceled uh, a lot of products and kind of shelved a lot of things. So it seems like a weird uh, way to spend their resources. And I'm sure like it wasn't a huge uh, deal, and they might have like brought in some outside help for this. But it just seems like this wasn't the right time for them to do something like this. And also, it's weird that they themselves are the ones that are doing this, and it wasn't just them giving access to somebody else. Like, why does Apple itself... Like, that just seems... Like, I don't know. It's Like, it, does the French Laundry, after they sell you a really... Because uh, I've never been uh, on principle. Uh, do they sell offer at the very end to sell you uh, uh, an expensive book of pictures of all their food <laughs> at the end? If if they don't, it's probably money they're leaving on the table. Two hundred dollars a plate without wine pairings. Uh, just yeah, we we have to we have to circle back. I don't know if we talked ever at length at uh at at four dollar sign food before, but we'll we'll have to get back to that. Yeah, we'll we'll circle back. But yeah, like it just they should have had somebody else do it. Just them releasing it themselves when Apple, and again, it's not like Apple doesn't. They are a public company, but like they're not really. They can't please everybody and they can't really respond to every bit of criticism. But like, I think every, like Apple has admittedly a lot of fires and, and, un, and like things in need of repair inside Apple, like iCloud still doesn't like just so many things uh, that it seems like this is just like a weird distraction and something they either should not have done now or maybe should not have done at all in house. And like, or, or if they did. Like this is maybe like a Stephen Hackett or like John Syracuse style thing, but like I if I like if this had like the inside details on a lot of products or maybe like a, some just if it had like actual informational content in it, I probably would have bought it. Oh, totally. 
like it like because i like you like i don't know you you've been over like i have um uh mac uh, like the original macintosh i have a g4 cube i have like a couple of older apple things because i really enjoy the design and certain products like hold um like are just uh, i have like a sentimental attachment to and that would be really cool to have like a catalog of some of the really amazing stuff that they've made that's not just a gigantic like glamour shot of it that maybe tells you what it was or what it was priced at the time or or what the story was or or maybe some design notes about it something that would actually add value like i would be all over that and i don't think anybody would care but just johnny ive because he feels like it like th- this is the apple watch edition of books and it just does it like it it's just because one dude wanted it and since he's really important to that company it just it is that way so i mean i just eh. That yeah, that that's that seems like the most likely uh, backstory, but like uh, yeah, I'm sure just, the company could have like just say like as part of my bonus this year, I want you to spend three million dollars to get somebody to round up everything we've made in the past twenty years and put it in a nice white book for me and give it to me for Christmas. I guarantee they could have done that and made one of the books, and Apple would not have cared. Just... You know, I, one of the one of the weirder theories behind how the book got created, which I, I think this was brought up on Upgrade, was it was originally thought of as being like an internal idea that employees wanted for themselves, Did and they? then once they were further along with it, they decided to release it publicly. And like, I do kind of hope that's not true because that's that's really weird. If you're sitting around as an employee of Apple and kind of all you're thinking about is wanting to compile photos of your own products to look at well that's i mean like i kind of i guess i kind of can see a reasonable you know desire for that but at the same time that seems a little on the self-indulgent side Well, let me let me let's take it a different way so have you ever been have you ever visited pixar i have not i would love to but i have not you should i have to find a new connection uh there but um they have a, a store inside of, of Pixar where you can buy kind of like exclusive stuff like and they have like uh, special artwork that's not released to the public and that's kind of the only place to get it. But they also sell um, a like uh, the Pixarpedia and something like that was like an inside look inside Pixar and the development process that was done in collaboration with someone else, which I think is a much more sensible way to go about it. But I I, I think when you're like a company like Pixar or and I think Apple in a different way like they release actual like tangible products rather than just like beautiful films um but i think that they're like employees can celebrate the culture and be really really proud of the things that they made and if you're a newer employee you might want to think like well i know i want something that collects like the the history of like i want to know what what was the deal with the original finding nemo and all this kind of stuff so i don't um i don't think it's that weird that that might be wanted but i think there are just there are different strategies and different ways that it could it could have been done where like it, that that type of internal demand for something cool and, and kind of sentimental or like that type of corporate nostalgia would be maybe better um, better put into the real world. I don't know. But yeah, I, I enjoyed a lot of the parodies that came out about this. Like there was one that I sent you that was, uh, there were pages for all the USB-C dongles um, <laughs> that get their own thing. Uh, and the fact that you'd have to uh, like daisy chain a... Um, uh USB C to Thunderbolt to uh a USB or to a Thunderbolt to an SD card reader. That, that was pretty good. And then there's another one where it was just um a Thunderbolt dongle sticking out of the side of the book. <laughs> well, only know, only on the small one though, which was good. You know how that uh dongle page, you know how you know that was a parody. 
Because if it were real, I wouldn't just fit on one page. Very Boom. Good point. Been, been, been sitting on that one for two weeks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so anyway, that's it. Um, and since this has been a very Apple-heavy episode, do you want to round this out with uh, the, um, the Mark Gurman uh, no more wireless routers thing? Yeah. So and then we can talk about Gar- Eero too. Yeah. Uh, Gurman, who's been... Um, it's kind of somewhat quiet since he's joined Business Week. It's just seemingly kind of picked up here in these last few weeks, um, expanding into some Amazon stuff, which I don't know if we'll get to today. But um, one of his uh, scoops from a couple of weeks ago was around Apple disbanding their uh, wireless router team, which, you know, I mean, no disrespect to those folks, but I mean, I, it, it seems like they might have been disbanded a while ago, just given the fact that we, you know, we haven't seen an update to the airport in, it's been almost two years, right? Over two years? Yeah, probably. I, yeah, over two years, I think. Um, I mean, clearly, wireless routers have not been a focus of Apple for a while. But I think, you know, my my take on it's pretty simple, and I think this was similar to what uh, Jason Snell has said on um, a recent episode of Upgrade, which is, you know, Apple sort of creates products where they feel there is a need or where in the current product category there are significant gaps. And at the time that they first came out with the Airport Extreme, wireless routers sucked. There really weren't any good ones out there and the ones that were there were missing features didn't have the latest standards there was a big opportunity for apple to come in and and really do something better and that's just not the case anymore um i mean there are far superior uh systems out there i mean there are now companies out there that solely focus on this stuff which there weren't you know a handful of years ago Mm. and so well, but not, I mean, sure, there's been Linksys, but I'm talking about like the Eros of the world, which, which we'll, we'll get back to later in the program. But, you know, I, I think Apple's reached a point now where the airport extreme just simply isn't really contributing anything meaningful to the market. And it's hard to imagine what Apple could really bring to the table. So I guess, you know, it's all a long way to way of saying, I don't, I don't really see this as being that big of a deal, and I don't really see it as being super inconsistent with how Apple's always thought of, you know, what products to make, and maybe more importantly, what products to not make. Uh, I disagree with all with with both of you. I think that this was <laughs> that's what that's what makes this show interesting. No, but I, I think that this was this was a good product. I, I never liked the the like the the two liter bottle of soda design or whatever the new one looks like. I liked the old one that looked like a like a Mac Mini, but like it was always they, like they made a, a a wireless router that was rock solid, was easy to set up, that had good companion software, that had great compatibility with uh, Mac devices that you didn't have to set up with like a whole. Um, like going one uh, to one nine two dot one six eight dot one dot one or whatever. Like it was a very very good product, and yeah, it was more important and relevant in a day when um there weren't other alternatives uh, and everything was complete crap. But it's st- the market is still not perfect, and I I just with with company that's of Apple size, I really don't see where like I don't think everything that Apple makes has to be design like thought of as like this is contributing like if it's not contributing at least five percent to the uh total revenue of apple it's getting cut i I just think that 
you're well, but I but I, hold on. I don't I don't think that's the way they ever thought of something like a wireless router, and I don't think it's the way they think of their products. Well, no, I but think that, but that's they, that's the point you just made. You said I'm not no, sure no, it's no, meaningfully no, no, contributing no. to to what they do. But I didn't mean financially. I meant contributing to the market. Like I don't think that the the airport extreme was contributing any anything meaningful to pushing forward wireless routers. Well, what about that's the time what capsule? that's what Apple wants to do. No, but that wasn't either. You don't think there, there are there are way there are way better network attached storage solutions than oh, well, well, the Times okay. capsule. Right. I want I want and normally this is something that you have to do to me. I need you to step back and and take off your uh, like advanced user hat. And no, you have I mean, to think like Netgear's. Um, no, not not, not not I'm sorry, Seagate, Western Digital. All these guys make out of the box network attached storage solutions. I'm not talking about like that's some synologies that, that some like random that. fifty year old can use and set up easily. Sure. No, give give me a break. No. Hmm. That's like because I uh there was uh, I I for, I was trying to help a coworker once I think like a year ago set up it was like a, a, a Western Digital My Book with My Cloud or some some nonsense that was supposed to do what like the time capsule does. It was the worst experience I've ever had. Like even I couldn't figure it out in, until like I I went to like a bunch of forums and stuff. Like I I think a lot of stuff is really rough around the edges. Like I think your point as to like there are other more dedicated companies like Eero and um Google has their like on hub and now they're making their own um their Eero knockoff called Google Wi-Fi. Like I know other people are tackling the space, but I just I I think there's gonna be like a gap in the market of uh, like a good solid, easy to set up two hundred dollar router that works for most people. Like I don't know, and and we'll talk about the Eero in a minute, but um, like I, I just I have a, like I have this like fundamental like uh, re- I, like I just reject anything that you can't set up without a smartphone, because you can't configure an Eero on on a like a, on like an actual computer, right? Um, I want to say that it because you know they just came out with this huge uh, kind of two point update. I want to say there might be some type of web interface that you can go through now but no i mean it's, it's meant to interact with on your phone yeah i don't like that and at it, all and it's, it's it's better for it i don't think it is well but you're you're that's totally not a, a typical user's way of thinking I, I, agreed agreed and that's <laughs> and that's the same thing with the that uh, google on hub thing like like a lot of it's like you just i get the simplicity and i would prefer that whatever like the next when my airport extreme finally craps out and it's probably close because i didn't buy the the one that looks like a, a bottle of coke um i still have the one from like 2009 that was just rock solid still for like seven years um maybe they shouldn't have done that maybe that's why it's going away you don't replace them that often <laughs> but um like where was i going with this like the Eero is which, like, which one are you yeah <laughs> exactly um but like it's it's just the setup is different and like the Eero is, is better in in certain ways, but it's also like that's just not the way I want to want to like manage uh, like anything. <laughs> I don't I know feel because like, I like, feel like we need I feel like so I feel like we need to break our tradition of doing picks of the week at the end of the show because mm-hmm. the Eero is going to be mine this week and this is this is just too perfect of a segue to get into it. All right, well yeah yeah tell tell me about tell me about your Eero. Okay, so. <laughs> Move, so part part of the reason why the programs have been a little more uh, irregular the last month or so is um, moved into a new apartment. I'm now in a, a one bedroom as opposed to being in a studio. And um, even in my studio, my airport extreme had trouble reaching the entire apartment. 
like the way the unit was laid out, there was the main living space at one end, there was a long hallway, which had a closet in the bathroom, and then at the other end, there was the kitchen. And the Airport Extreme would, would kind of sometimes reach the kitchen, but not really. Um, I don't know if it's... It, a lot of it is less to do about the distance and like what's in the walls and all that kind of stuff in, in apartment buildings and in houses for that matter. But So I, I don't really know what it was, but just never really worked that well. And then here in the one-bedroom apartment, um, straight up, it's kind of a, it's a similar layout where there's there's a main room, there's the bedroom, and then there's the kitchen. So again, kitchen and main space sort of at opposite ends of the unit. Wi-Fi straight up just did not work in here at all. Just would completely disconnect and switch over to LTE. Um, which, you know, given my experience in the studio, I, I kind of expected to happen, but was still a, a little surprised. Um but, you know, kind of coincidentally or concurrently with this, Eero has sort of become the um, uh, audible of podcast advertisers where it seems like I just kind of hear them everywhere now. Um, so I, you know, thought, well, okay, let's, let's give this a shot. Um, you know, it's, 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 ex it's expensive. It's, um, you know, kind of a $300 investment to so, get the so, two. So hold on, like which, did you get the one, two or three pack? The the two pack. Okay. I mean, the, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what the purpose of getting the one, the one unit would be, because um, what what you're really into Euro for, you know, in addition to the ease of setup, is is this idea of, in order to really cover a space with, um, uh, reliable Wi-Fi, you need kind of a a mesh network. You need multiple routers working in unison. Um, and, and you've been able to do this for a long time with, you know, getting range extenders and even, you know, a lot of routers now come with the ability to be kind of converted into a signal repeater. So there's been lots of ways to do this for a long time, but it's it's been really clunky and hard to set up. Um, and, you know, Eero could not be simpler. Um, you know, got it, got it out of the box. You simply power on the, the first unit. After plugging it into your cable modem, it powers up. Your phone recognizes it, or it kind of it creates kind of like a temporary Wi-Fi network that you connect to. Your phone then recognizes it, walks you through the setup process of getting your permanent network set up, and then you simply just power on the second unit in some other part of your uh, home or apartment, and then it, it starts to wirelessly communicate with the main unit, and it'll give you feedback on whether it's too far or if you should move it at all. Um, fortunately, the setup that I had in mind um, worked perfectly. Um, and then that's it. I mean, you know, within you know less than ten minutes, I had this Wi-Fi network up and running. Which now, you know, I'm sitting here in the kitchen, and I I just did a speed test before we started in here. And I'm getting the exact same 130 meg down speed in here that I get in the living room. So, you know, the ease of use is sort of, you know, for technical users like us, I don't see that as being like the biggest selling point. But to me, this idea of these two different units working together to better cover the apartment and consistent Wi-Fi is, is awesome. And it's really just, it's not something you could do with a single router. Okay, so I'm uh, so I have a lot of questions because I've never actually used an Eero. So, um, 
Is the Eero a router? It is. Yeah, you can. Um, it's like what 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 type use... of like prioritization or like like what type of things can you change about it? Um, Let's see. So you so when you go into the app, which as I mentioned, they just went through this whole big um, redesign like two weeks after I bought it, which was kind of awesome. And the the redesigned app is really nice. Um, so like looking at the main page here, it'll tell you, it, it does periodic speed tests just to make sure everything's working correctly. So it'll give you the results from that. It'll tell you the number of devices that are currently on the network. And then it'll give you kind of an overview of how many units you've got connected to the system. So again, for me, I've just got two Eero systems and it's, they're both, you know, highlighted in green to indicate that they're working correctly. So, but, but beyond that, like, are you able to, yeah. are you able to manually assign IP addresses to devices? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm painting, I'm painting a picture for the folks here. <laughs> so, you know, you click the main menu button here, you've got a bunch of different options like guest access, family profiles, etc. But then when we dig, dig down into network settings, you know, in addition to having like your network name and your network password, you do have the ability to um, click on this button at the bottom, advanced settings, and right, that's this, where you can, all right. you can get, get into things like DNS, DHCP and NAT, reservations and port forwarding. Um, I don't know if in here is where you assign manual IP addresses, because you, you can do that. I was just hoping to find it before I answered your question. No, that'll be under DHC, uh, DHCP. Yeah, that's that's where it is. Okay. <clears throat> so, so, yeah, that's... so you can manually assign an IP address. And one thing that's kind of cool is you can actually take an Eero. I don't know why you would do this, but you can actually buy Eros and then turn them into um, uh, bridges for existing wireless systems. So, so that's, a that's, a that, that's why I was concerned, which is I wasn't sure if the Eero was just basically, because you know in the past how you've always been able to buy routers or just buy access points? Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier, where it's this is not a new concept. You've been able to do something like what the Euro is doing for a long time. Well, no, but what I was under the impression of, or I was unclear to me, was whether or not the Euro was basically just an access point. And if you wanted to do anything other than just say, I want Wi-Fi in my house, this uh, doesn't do it. No, I mean, this, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that like the Airport Extreme could do that the Euro can't. Uh, like all, all of the all of the existing settings that you would or advanced settings, I guess I should say that you'd expect in a router seem to be here. And this is more of like a, a a niche type thing. But does it do like prioritization or quality of service or can like you can you do any of that kind of stuff? So it ha it has this it has this um, concept of profiles. Um, I haven't dug into that. I think they're, these are more about making it so that if you have like kids in the house where you want to limit the times which they can get on the internet, you can do that. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if prioritization is part of that. Um, All right. And then my last question is, um, so the Eero only has one Ethernet port, right? Or it has one for one for incoming Wi-Fi and one for something else, right? <clears throat> well, so it has it has two identical Ethernet ports that can be used for anything so you can, so, so you can so plug the, in a switch right so you actually can't, yes okay so like you know the setup that i have currently is in the living room where the cable modem is you know one port is being used for being plugged into the cable modem that that you have to do so you can plug the cable <laughs> modem into either of the two ports doesn't matter 
And then the other port currently is going to an eight port switch, which I've got set up out there. Um, but then, so then here's the cool thing is that, so then the, you know, the era that's in the bedroom. So the second unit, which is wirelessly talking and then kind of bouncing the signal back out from the first Eero is it also has those same two ethernet ports. Like both, both units are exactly the same. I could have made either the one that plugs into Ooh, the cable modem. So, so hold on. Can't, does that mean that you can then plug a switch into, can you then create, uh, without running wires, uh, ethernet? See, this is well, but no, is, no, no, but but no, that, is, yes. no, but that, but no, no, I, I, I take back my happiness. Um, the because then that that's you might as well connect them over Wi-Fi. That that makes no difference. Um, because the benefit of Ethernet is that you're not adding the latency or the, uh, and I know Eero is more reliable, but the unreliability of Wi-Fi. So if I'm creating Ethernet ports on something that's already wireless, that that adds no value. So what Never you're mind. so what you're what you're saying is mostly true, but what you're missing are devices that don't have wireless. Such but every, as... everything has Wi-Fi, even TiVo. Uh, I, I'm I'm, te- I'm I'm teeing this up for you though. But the TiVo Mini does not. But you could do it over Mocha. But but that's that wouldn't be an option here because I don't have coax in the bedroom. Hmm. But now with the Eero, I, so I haven't gone. I've I've done the the research to validate that this works, but I haven't done it myself. So you know we'll we'll come back to this once I've got it all set up. But what I'm going to be able to do with the Eero in the bedroom is connect the TiVo <laughs> Mini via Ethernet to it, and because I'm getting such good speed from um, from the Wi-Fi here, it, it should work just fine. All right, you've half sold me. It's I mean it's it's really good. Again, like do do some for, recon for me and figure out if you can um administrate it from something other than a smartphone. Cause that's my last reservation. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll look at the that the update they put out was there's like a billion different things it does. So I I, I thought some kind of web interface was one of them, but um but, yeah, again, I, I I would stress that um like the whole ease of use and this the smartphone um app is you know I, that stuff is really good but that's that's not what sold me on it because as, as power users that stuff is kind of irrelevant although i will say i'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of trending towards t- having simpler tech we can come back to that idea maybe on a future episode but i'm more and more i, I like the idea of just plugging in things and having them work instead of fiddling around with them a lot um <sighs> Yeah, but well, we can, we can come back to that. Yeah, no, but but the, the the bigger thing for me is yeah, this is by far and away the best Wi-Fi I've ever had. I mean, I've I've never you know in the the handful of places I've lived, there's always been sort of like Wi-Fi dead spots or places where the Wi-Fi worked better than others. And I mean, again, like I'm I'm sitting here currently talking to you on Skype at the as, I'm as far away from the router as I could be here in the apartment. Like literally the router is like against one wall on the other end and I'm practically against the wall at the other end. And, you know, no, no difference in speed or anything. Okay. Because because there's an Eero sitting, you know, just right on the other side of this wall here. The second one. That's pretty, pretty darn cool. I like the way, so it also has this thing. I haven't used this yet. But one ease of use feature I kind of like is on your guest network, you, instead of just giving them the name and the password, there you can simply just input their phone number into the app and it'll send them a text message with a link to click on and it'll just automatically connect them to the network. 
Okay, that's cool. Um, I haven't tried haven't tried that yet, so I'll have to kind of re- circle back on that too. But the the demo they they show about it and the way that I look at the UI and the app looks looks pretty cool. So one one more question: Can you what's what's the deal with five gigahertz and two point four gigahertz Wi Fi? Like, does it do simultaneous broadcast or it, does it, it? It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same network name or different network name? It's the same network name. Okay, so. Hmm. How do you do that without a 2.4 gigahertz device slowing it down? Then, don't know. It's magic. Yeah, okay. Do, do, it's it's because so yeah. So I for all the years that I had my Airport Extreme prior to this, always had different network names for the five gigahertz and 2.4 gigahertz. Um, always thinking that that somehow may. Well, although there's not there's not a speed difference between 2.4 and five gigahertz, which is one thing that I, when I was researching the Euro, had my memory refreshed on. That's five gigahertz and two point four gigahertz mostly relates to. Well, I guess no. Maybe there is a speed difference. Maybe, no, I'm, maybe I'm getting that wrong. No, they'll run on the same networks. It's that the my understanding, and again, this could be super wrong. This could be five year old info. Is that if you have an older eight hundred two eleven n device that's on two point four gigahertz or something, that it will um, it'll sl- it'll make it so that everything runs on two point four, which is more subject to interference. That five gigahertz has uh better general speed but shorter distance but that 2.4 gigahertz devices will kind of clock it all down yeah that that's right and that that's why i had always had different names for the networks but no i mean with the with the euro you you i don't even think you have the yeah you you don't have the ability to name your 2.4 and 5 gigahertz networks different names um <clears throat> and I, I've got a couple of different devices, including like my Kindle and my um, Withing Scale. But that's how you pronounce it, right? Uh, yes, people call it Withings, and, and oh, it's, I, I, it's yeah. Withings, right? I think so. I think so. It's weird. One of those words I don't say out loud very often. I, I see it in text a lot more than I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but that 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 scale and my Kindle are both two point four gigahertz only, and you know they're both connected, and it's fine. Well, cool. Yeah, and definitely, uh, yeah, uh, take a note of the simpler tech thing because I think that 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 that's uh, yeah. As we grow older, I think that's going to make more sense. Which, or already is. Which um, I, we're not going to get to this today because I, I there's still a lot of kind of fiddling around I'm doing. So this is it's the total antithesis of simplifying technology. Mm-hmm. Um, 4K. Again, we're not going to get into that tonight, but there's there's been a lot of messing around I've done with that with this 4K TV we have. And why? Well, what device do you have that does 4K? Just, well, the um, um, the the TV has the built-in apps, eh. like, the, like the Netflix. Oh, and Amazon. so that it can sell you ads in six months. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we're we're again we're, we'll come back to that. But boy, if it's 4K, you want you want you want technology that just works that when you plug it in. 4K is not uh, it's not what you want. Um, so so anyway. to, to summarize, Eero is lit. Eero okay. is lit. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Okay, we're getting our millennial cred back. That's right. Oh, um, <laughs> man, Eero should really have sponsored this episode. Just gave them like 20 minutes of free ad ad time. Anybody should sponsor this episode. That's, that's, that's a fair point. What are, what, what are examples of some of the companies you would not allow to sponsor? Uh, Breitbart. I was gonna say the Donald Donald J Trump uh, or Trump for America campaign. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, anybody else, or is that literally the, the lowest bar? <laughs> That's about as low as I can go. Yeah. Uh, other court. Uh, other millennial news. 
Uh, cord cutting. Are you? Oh. Did what? What do you mean? Ugh. Sorry. Continue. So, uh, have you seen or heard of Directv now? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I've heard. I've heard they've got like this NFL thing now that you can get where. If you can't get a dish, you can like subscribe to NFL for cheaper. Oh, so is but, it, okay. So you're you're out of the loop on this. So this this just came out this week. So are you? Oh, okay. aware, have you heard of uh, Sling TV and PlayStation yes. View? Yes, I've heard of both of those. So yeah, so there have been kind of these like skinny bundles or like direct like IPTV is, like. Is this is this like those but good? Yes. <laughs> it's really weird. So uh, okay. again, because I've uh, I've tried this because I've gone internet only. I don't have a cable TV subscription right now. Mm. Um, yeah, I know. Um, but I, I tried Sling TV and it is, pardon my French, fucking terrible. <laughs> it is the it is the worst. The um, oh, the iOS. I just wanna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna clip that audio clip and just put that on loop. <laughs> that's fine you, you can use that for so many things but uh keyboard on the macbook one part of my french fucking terrible um but no the sling tv app even in 2016 almost 2017 is not retina optimized oh my god it, I, well, I have never ni- neither neither is the tivo app but but that's passable like, cause that's yeah. a product that's kind of old. Like, I mean, they're adding stuff to it all the time, but like Sling TV isn't, but the, isn't but like the, a year old. But the, but the stupid, the stupid UI on the box runs in 4K. Why can't they? No, it doesn't. Like, TiVo doesn't support 4K. They had to- the, the Bolt does. Does it? Uh-huh. Yeah. The Bolt, the Bolt runs all of its menus in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're watching your 720p ESPN stream, that looks like it's on 56, <laughs> uh, on a 56K modem. Yeah, the, me- the the menus look great. <laughs> there they are. They actually, they honestly do. I think I think I can see Brett Favre. <laughs> Is he still playing? No. Uh, ugh, fuck, okay. Uh, then then um. Uh, John Elway or no? Uh, sorry, who's who's that one? Peyton Manning. He still plays, right? No, he doesn't. I swear to God, he does. No, he retired. Uh, Eli Manning. Can... Yeah, he still plays. Okay, all right, one for six. Um. <laughs> So yeah, so there's what now. Team, what team does he play for? A northeastern team. Uh huh. What what would be that team's city and name? The New England Patriots. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm impressed that you named an actual NFL team. I, no. I know teams. There's the there's the Inglewood Rams. Well, that's that's actually that's that's fairly insightful. Okay. No, that's what it is. I know that because that's actual news. They're trying to they're they're trying to con the city of L.A. to to pay for a fucking stadium with taxpayer no, money, actually, aren't they? No, 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 no. Actually, to be fair, that that's one of the rare examples where uh, the Rams owner is paying for that himself. Or am I thinking of the Chargers? You're probably thinking of the Chargers. Okay, right? some Southern California thing is trying to get the taxpayers to foot the bill. Well, the the Raiders are trying to get Vegas to pay a bunch of taxpayer money too. But no, the Ram, the Rams have done it the right way. Didn't Las Vegas just get a hockey team? They did. Yeah, the Golden Knights. <laughs> In the in the middle of the desert. Okay. Um, <laughs> where was I? What was direct Direct TV now? Yes. So, um, Sling TV is is absolutely terrible. And then PlayStation View, I st- I didn't sign up for because apparently you can't watch it um on your computer. Like, there's no web component of it. Yeah. So, how, how do how, actually how do you watch PlayStation View if you don't have either a 
a PlayStation or a Sony TV. You can watch it on iOS or Android. God, and then airplay it to your Apple TV. Who knows? It seems like I'm I'm encountering so many things that won't let you airplay stuff now. It's yeah. It's, well, that's yeah. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Um. So and then I saw that, and then also I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll try it on my iOS device. But then it said I needed like a PlayStation Network gamer to. I'm like, F- no, fuck this. Um. This whole thing's a mess. I don't understand how people do this. But then DirecTV now, just like as I'm searching for a service like this, just comes out of the uh, out of the nothing. And I know it's it's an AT and T product, and and we'll we'll get into like why the whole oh, thing God, is super I, sketchy. I, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, actually, an, that's another. I, I no, actually, that's another thing to clip out. The simultaneous. Ugh. Okay. I don't even actually don't even know why I do that with AT and T because I actually am, I'm fairly happy with the wireless service. But no, no, AT and T is a corporation. I, yeah, if, well, just just the whole consolidation thing we've been seeing over the last couple of years. Not a not a fan of that. But anyway, yeah. So so Directv now. So the it's yeah. um it's good. It's it's surprisingly good. It's it's um. So there, there's an introductory offer um, right now where, like, the pricing structure, it, they have, like, a 35 a 50 a 60 and a $70 package with uh, different levels of channel bundles and stuff like that. Uh, right now, they're offering their $60 package for, like, an introductory rate for, like, the first month. Uh, for anybody that signs up, you get, like, grandfathered in for life until they find a way to, to screw you out of it, um, where you get the $60 package for $35 and there's no contract. And you get a free one-week trial. So even if you have zero interest in this... I recommend you you try it for a week just for the hell of it and make sure you remember to cancel it. Um, but it, it's actually pretty good. Um, iOS and iPad apps are super fast. Like switching, like you've used the the Comcast Xfinity TV Go app, right? I have, yeah. It, it's it's similar to it's it's very similar to that, except it is much faster and uh, better. And I've always thought that the TV Go app from Comcast was actually pretty good. Um, the web app is, is solid. Um, it just, it, it works really well. It has a, a broad base of channels. You can stream local networks, which is nice. And then here's the thing that's going to blow your mind or that will confuse you, uh, on an AT&T owned direct TV now service, you can stream Comcast sports Bay area on it in high definition. <laughs> and you can't even do that with Comcast. And it makes no sense. X excellent. Which the thing is, once I once I go back to having um, like a Comcast video subscription, I don't know what I'm going to do because am I going to pay for this too, just so I can watch one of Comcast's own service on their biggest competitor? Hmm. That no sense. Yeah, I, and, I have no no words for that. And somehow they managed to stri- strike a deal where, like, I think even um, like in LA, who's who? What are the cable companies that are are in a fight with Time Warner where like you can't watch the Dodgers? Uh, that there was there was a hand handful of cities. I mean, including like the greater area of Los Angeles for a while, where that was an issue. Yeah. So even even there, you can get whatever like Time Warner Prime Ticket or or whatever the hell it is. Like if you're in that uh, specific market, you get I th- all the local channels except CBS because there's some licensing rights. Whatever, whatever. Um, but and you also get the regional sports channels in HD, which is pretty crazy. So um. It's very good, and it's super cheap right now. So I would I would recommend it. But like the other problem with it is that um, AT and T is doing something super sketchy, and I know many other providers do this. Uh, but they are making it so that all uh, Directv now streaming over cellular is zero rated, which seems like a gigantic um, anti-competitive 
thing. Like that's just super, super sketchy because if if you're a Verizon customer or a Sprint, like anybody else and you want to watch this service um, and you're watching high definition video that's using uh, a gigabyte of data an hour uh, or whatever, like that's, that's kind of weird. And I know like Verizon has a thing with like go 90 and some other content like you can watch like nba league pass without using your data like it seems like in the past year it's become increasingly common for carriers to follow t-mobile's lead on zero rating uh certain types of data and i just find like almost all of that kind of not not acceptable but but yeah this is seems like way 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 worse because this is actually a service that's pretty comprehensive and pretty good that people would want to use and that means that if you're on one specific carrier, that means you're greatly incentivized to use only the service. Or if this is a service that you like, you are going to steer yourself to one particular wireless carrier that will not um, will not count this against your uh, metered bandwidth cap. Yeah, that does not does does not seem right. Yeah, that's what I'll say. But yeah, but if you're a cord kind of millennial and you, or you just want um better on-demand uh live television pretty good so far so there's as you've been describing this i had looked up there's a really good write-up on the verge which we'll put in the the show notes um you know the things that are standing out to me here are some of the channels which are not available currently so like cbs isn't available Mm -hmm. which is odd um you also you can't get the NFL Sunday ticket package I was mentioning or the Red Zone channel, so no no football not a, not a big deal for you, but I mean for a lot of people it, that would be well. But you can't get Sunday ticket unless you have actual Directv. Well, but they offer the um, that NFL Sunday ticket package I was telling you about, where if you're in an area where you can't get a dish, you can. Well, it's like I don't know. I guess maybe you could buy that separately, but it's not yeah, not included that's, as that's, part of this. Yeah, but that's no different than being a Comcast customer. But yeah, right. That, that's true. Um, but I guess, so the, the, the biggest question I have for you is, so like, I, I don't really do a lot of like streaming TV, like at least live TV. Like the only thing I really do is I guess like NBA league pass on my Apple TV. And the, the thing that stands out to me on that is like the resolution's good, but like the frame rate's pretty crappy. Like it just, it, it, it very much clearly looks like you're watching video on the internet as opposed to watching video over cable. Is that is that what you see through this thing, or does does the video look pretty good? The video quality on this is is, is very good, um, but then again, I've never had a problem when I'm watching stuff on like Watch ESPN or um, like Xfinity yeah. TV Go. Like those have always really? been solid for me too. I just seem like they're just at a lower frame rate than like over standard cable. Like, and I'm and I'm sure it is. Like sometimes it has to comp, like it has to drop frames to avoid. Um, like letting like the latency and like just network congestion show. So I think that's probably like, I'm sure it is, but that's just why, I mean, IPTV in general is not fully baked or like just the, the network infrastructure is not there yet. Um, I guess maybe a simpler, simpler way of phrasing my question is, does this, does TV look better on this than it did through your Comcast cable subscription? Well, no, of course not. Well, actually, the... yes. So, um, like, no, you're totally right. Like, I mean, just you have to compare, like, you know, like the coming out of the wall coax HD that you're getting compared to Xfinity TV Go, which is uh, because it actually on Xfinity TV Go, it looks less compressed. So the picture quality is actually better. 
That's, but, that's what I'm asking. But yeah. no, but the frame rate, I mean, it's good. No, I mean, under ideal circumstances, it's probably exactly the same. Uh, but no, I mean, like, it's not. But again, I think it's unfair to compare it to, like, coming out of the wall coax. Well, that, that's what I that's that's what I want to get at, though, because I mean, that to me, that would be a big selling point was because of how stupidly compressed these Xfinity channels are. It would be uh, the one, like a big, a big, big selling point would be to go something where like the actual quality of what I'm watching is better. Well, but also remember that you now have a one terabyte a month uh, bandwidth cap effective November 1st. <laughs> so choose wisely, sir. Yeah. <sighs> um. Yeah. So that's that's interesting, but also yeah, the Sling TV is the worst. Like they they've been advertising that a ton, and it is a bad product. Yeah, TiVo TiVo is the one and only app I give a pass on with not having a Retina optimized app. I think it's it's literally the only app I have installed on my iPhone that's not. And it every time I open it, it it kills me a little inside. But you know because TiVo is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess it would be actually be my last question about this direct TV thing is so, so no TV no. again, the, the, obviously again, for me, this is mainly just being able to stream out of the house. Um, and for me, it's mainly just being able to watch news and sports. Um, yeah, so I, I don't care. There's no DVR functionality or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's only for live streaming for me. Hmm. Okay. And can, can, it doesn't give you the ability to go back and watch previously aired episodes or anything? Not in a DVR sense, but it does have an extensive library of on-demand stuff. On-demand, got it. But, okay, that's the one complaint I have about it. Uh, you cannot fast-forward through it. Oh, like, I was, tr- I was trying to watch last night's Daily Show, and literally, uh, it says fast-forward is, is disabled in this program. So, <laughs> just you got to watch the whole thing through. So, big ol' nope. Going going from going from the skip feature of TiVo to that it's just I, sounds like going from the Retina MacBook Pro keyboard to the MacBook keyboard just to bring bring this thing full circle. Yes, sir. Uh, did you get your Harmony Elite yet? <clears throat> uh, it is arriving tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It, it was. Uh, I I hope I hope nothing serious happened, and I'm not making light of something that's more serious, and I'm giving it credit for. It, but I didn't hear anything in the news or anything, so. I'm guessing it's okay, but the ship the shipment was delayed at some point due to a uh, transportation accident. That was the status on on the UPS page. Yikes! Yeah, I <laughs> had not had not seen that before, which was troubling. But yeah. um, but it, things seem to be back on track now, and it, it'll it'll be arriving tomorrow. All right. Um, what time are we at? Uh, about a little over an hour. Okay, we'll we'll wrap this up real quick. But um, last thing, uh, did you experience like the Muni hacking thing at all, or did you know oh, you were out yeah, of the area? No, I, I was out of the area when that was that was going on. Well, and I guess well, I guess the the day that it was going on, I I did take um, Bart, but that that was unaffected. Yeah, seems like that kind of stuff's probably in our future a lot now. Yeah, so one of the one of the podcasts I listened to this week, which mentioned it, sort of you know, kind of asked the question. So like. How much of a how much of a gap is there between like these systems and the systems which you know actually control the trains and mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know well I think or it, even even if even even if those systems are air gapped from one another like how much more secure are those systems from where did you, you learn know? that word I don't know just from being a nerd uh, the first time I I I only bring that up because the first time I heard it I I cringed so hard like it was on the newsroom. 
Do you remember that? Maybe that was the first place you heard it too. Oh, maybe. I mean, I I watched every episode of that show, so maybe I subconsciously picked it up. Okay, yeah, because like it's 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 one of those words where it like I I don't hear it with nerds much, but I've only heard it on certain TV shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't. It seems like yeah that um also like just like ransomware seems like that's gonna be the the next <laughs> the next Problem. big awful thing. Yeah. Um. Hey, maybe that's the benefit of Apple uh, Apple neglecting the Mac is that it'll stay at like this weird like market share plateau where nobody will care about it. <laughs> maybe. Hey, upside. Um. So that was weird. And then lastly, uh, there's this. Uh, do you have anything else? On the, the Muni stuff? Uh, on any, like, uh, non-pick of the week thing. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll tease out a couple of things that I'm, I'm sort of been thinking about. So, like, and then maybe this will be sort of a, you know, we, we really like um, running series on this show, as you know. Um, and, uh, you know, so moving into this new apartment has been sort of a, um, a reboot, so to speak, of a lot of the, the tech I've been using. And so one of the things that I've gotten really into, which I am still kind of gathering my thoughts on to share on the show, are uh, smart lights. Because I've, I've gone, gone all in on the smart light thing here. This apartment is, I'm, I'm, I'm two light bulbs away from having every single light bulb in this apartment being a smart light. Um, and that'll be rectified by the end of this week. So... Um, Quite a bit to say about that, but we'll, we'll we'll tease that out either for next week or the week after. Um, and then I think a handful of other smaller things like that. Harmony Elite, you know, once I get that, I'm, I'm going to want to come back to that. I want to come back to um, the Amazon stuff, the, you know, the Echo and the Dot, because I've been using that a lot more. Um, lot, lots, more lots more to say around kind of the smart home and um, kind of in-home gadget stuff. Okay, so yeah, we'll 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 table that, and we'll give you like a featured segment on the next show. Okay. Oh, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's quite the uh, quite the honor. Yeah, we'll put it right at the top. Uh huh. Thank you. Um. Well, good. And then uh, a quick about the Hue lights, though. Um, I forgot if you've already told me this. Uh, do you have tap switches, or have you somehow convinced uh the lady friend to be okay with Alexa and smartphone control? Uh, no, we've we've been we've gone with the uh, the dimmer switches. Huh. Have you seen these? They're they're new. I didn't know about them until. But do they require installation? The... No. Mm-mm. Uh, send a link over. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll go get you the link here. Yeah, so you you can do the whole the tap switch thing, but um, these are these are these are pretty new. This is a um, Home Depot link, which is kind of random, but it was like the first thing that came up on the Google search here. Um, but yeah, these are really really sharp. It's a little, it's a little clunky the way that they work. I, I, I don't want to spoil well, yeah. what I, because this is this is a big part of um, what I want to talk about with smart lights. But um, well, no, th- th- I don't think this is new. But I thought this you had to, cons- I thought you had to install this in the house. No, this this liter- on the back of this. There's literally two sticky pads that you peel the back off of and you stick it to your wall. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and these are only twenty five bucks. Yeah. All right, I'm buying like eight of these. It, I, I'm way way ahead of you, buddy. Because no, like I, when I was doing my research, like I always thought, like oh, you had like because I know Belkin and and, and a PSA to the people out there. And if you see anything that says Belkin Wemo on it, uh, just walk in the other direction. Because well, and let, boy, you want to you want to hear speaking of that technology, which I can tell you a lot about. You want to talk about um, neutral wires or lack thereof in your apartment? Boy, I can I can spin you a tale about that. I have no idea what those two words yeah, well, together we'll, mean. Well, 
we'll, we'll come back to that. Well, no, give me a preview. What, what the hell's a neutral wire? So a neutral wire is a third electrical wire that you can have in your outlet, which evidently only newer buildings have, which pr it provide, I think basically, I mean, I'm, I'm not an electrician, so I'll give that caveat, but it essentially provides extra electricity to the outlet and virtually all smart devices, which replace your existing outlet require a neutral wire. Um, and of this apartment, which is, you know, hundred years old or something does not, does not have that. I'm going to ask a dumb question. Is that, does that, that, does that have anything to do with the third prong on an electrical plug or is that not? No, a... that's, that's, that's the ground. Okay. So wait, were, were you actually planning like on replacing? I was, was going to do the, just the wink relay. Are you allowed and, to do that per your lease? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't modify anything in your wall or anything. It just fits in your standard socket. Mm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll have a these the 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 no the the dimmer switches are great. And I mean, what's cool too is I mean, it gives you dimming functionality, which again, not to not to spoil the smart light discussion, but that's actually proven to be no seriously, that's proven to be a really great thing to have. Sure. Sorry, and it it is something that again, a, a lot of dimmer switches also require uh, newer electrical uh, work including a neutral wire. So being able just to do this wirelessly with the, the hue bulbs is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this just because I, I have too many questions about this, so it'll spoil next week. Also, just FYI mm -hmm. on the dimmer switches, just, just to throw this out there, on Amazon you can buy a pack where you get the dimmer switch and a, and a bulb for 35 bucks. So you basically get the bulb for 10 instead of 15 Just a little, little FYI. So that was going to be a follow-up question, but again, I'm going to leave it for next week as to whether or not you're going for the white or the color-enhanced bulbs, but don't tell me. Okay. Even though I think you probably did already. I And I the, the people who know me, such as yourself, could probably guess which ones I went with. Which ones? The, 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 white, the white ones. I'm not going to use... When the hell am I ever going to use colored lights? Because you can change the shade of white. That's... Yeah. Mm. I mean, I guess that's okay, fine. Well, well, those those lights are way more expensive. They are. That's why I was like, only fifteen dollars. You found you found a deal. Okay, we'll 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 save that for next week. We'll have a this old apartment uh, kind of Bob Vila thing going on. <laughs> are you old enough to understand that reference? I am. Nicely done. <laughs> do you do you want to do you want to uh, tell listeners about the the Elian Gonzalez thing? Oh my God! Not really. <laughs> So apparently that kid graduated <laughs> college yesterday or like last year. Um, and we're which, which, you know, by the way, good, good for him. Uh, and, not, and, not everybody, not everybody would bounce back what he went through. And also Janet Reno died this year on, on yeah, a related I, note. I, I know. This, I know. this is, oh God. Uh, so this has been a terrible year and also we're, we're so old. You say the, the two, the two of the signs that that I know we're getting older that the, you know, like the celebrities who are passing away are people that we like names that we recognize, which you like, remember when you were like little kids, no, like you'd have the in memoriam never... thing. And like, like on an award show and you're like, who the fuck are these people? Right. Well, I mean, I hope you didn't put it that way as a little kid, but, uh, <laughs> but then also like you get on all the, um, like on sports shows where like, um, like uh, the, um, Fox MOB, like post game stuff during the world series, like you oh know, yeah you, like when you were kids like you would never recognize any of the players that were on there 
And like now, it's like, oh yeah, like Alex Rodriguez, like, you know, <laughs> the guy that took lots I mean, of maybe, drugs. Yeah, maybe he was a bad example because he just he just retired. But like, like Pete I think, Rose, like, I think I think like well, like Pete Rose and like any like Gary Sheffield was on there. It's like, oh yeah, like I totally grew up watching him play. Weird. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy and pleased you're coming around to the <laughs> to to this whole um, being middle aged and and uh, it's this thing's half over type thing. You we were very resistant to this up until this <laughs> point, but I'm glad there's just such a preponderance of evidence that, um, yeah, we're not, we're not, uh, yeah. If if you 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 haven't been able to define what lit means, that means we're old. <laughs> That's fair, fair enough. Yeah, uh, picks of the week. Uh, yeah, well, so I I've, I've given. Oh my, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I have. So uh, this is all you. I got two. Uh, okay, good. The first one is uh, there's an app on iOS that is amazing. It's called Forest. Have you heard of this? I have not. So it's very good. I'll send you a link because I assume there's probably multiple things about it. Um, yeah, I'm assuming if I just search for Forest in Google, I don't know how far I'm going to get. Well, if you type Forest iOS app, I'm sure Michelle, you'll get something. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, so it's an app that allows you, and and I know there's a lot of this, like getting things done nonsense, but it's it's an app that allows you to like concentrate on what you're doing. And for me, and and one of the big use cases is um, you're trying to grow trees on your phone. Um, and the way you do that is by not exiting the app. So what, like the way I use this today was I was going to the grocery store and that's a place where I will usually pull out my phone like eight times to like appear busy or to like pass uh, boredom. And if I have the forest app open, I can say like, if I want for 15 minutes, not to be able to go to other apps on my phone. And it just allows you to kind of stay focused just a little bit. And it has like this kind of like gimmicky like uh like video game element to it, but it's it's a way of just in those times when you need to get work done or when you would just impulsively check your phone and pull up Twitter even though there's no new tweets or like there's just nothing for you there, but you're just doing it reflexively as a way of stopping that. And maybe I, I that's just my personality. I don't know if you experience kind of no, that. that's the 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 um. Your example of refreshing Tweetbot only to see that there aren't any new tweets, that's um, that hit a little too close to home. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's like uh, I'll hop on Instagram. I'll, I'll see some new dog pictures. I'll like I'll check Slack on a couple of teams. I'll go to uh, to Tweetbot. I'll check what, uh, Weather Underground. Like, And I'll just do that like without even thinking about it. And that just seems unhealthy and unproductive. And this is just kind of like a, a cutesy and, and surprisingly effective way of stopping that just a little bit because even though you still have the impulse to go do it you're kind of like no i don't actually need to be on my phone for the second and i can just kind of sit here with my thoughts or i can do what i'm actually supposed to be doing um so yeah it's a two dollar app and it it i i love it it's 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 fantastic yeah this is this is this is pretty neat this is a, this app makes sense to me yeah like there, there are all these like focus timers and like all this like other weird stuff that kind of goes along with like the omni focus getting things done thing that i i can't buy into but this is something i totally can mm-hmm. yeah. uh and then rounding out second pick uh i didn't know that uh dog rates was on instagram oh <gasps> and they totally are and it's good, and it's uh, not the same dogs. Uh, sometimes they're recycled dogs from the Twitter feed, but that is completely okay by me. Um, and the best part was uh, apparently there was a, like a, a dog show on Thanksgiving, and he uh, yeah there there was yeah and he did a, a, a like a, an Instagram story about it uh, for the whole entire thing, and it was really good. Uh, but unfortunately, Instagram stories expire after twenty four hours, so if you didn't see it, then you you don't see it. 
So it's is I just search for dog rates. I think it's dog underscore rates. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is Oh, and actually I have a special no no I'll 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 Instagram direct or whatever whatever the person to person Instagram thing is. But there's uh some uh, some golden retrievers named Tucker and Charlie on uh Instagram that are just the absolute best. Wait, is it is it dog dot rates? Uh hold on, let me uh so the the dog underscore rates only has three posts. Um, and now we're giving. Oh, I, I apologize. <laughs> yes, our, our thousands and thousands of uh, millions of listeners. Uh, uh, it's we rate dogs, all one word. <laughs> so that's so good. We rate. Oh, yeah, oh, there's the crazy. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and actually, yeah, wh- while you're in the app, let me uh, send you something. <laughs> this is this is scout he really wants to kiss himself heckin inappropriate 11 out of 10 narcissistic af yeah pretty good and yeah yeah that that's that's pretty good yeah and then tucker and charlie are the best yeah so yeah instagram dogs uh the the antidote to uh 2016 and actually everything in life to be honest <laughs> <laughs> to be honest also, yeah, I guess well, let's close the episode out by saying, you know, we already we missed Darth Darth went into hibernation since the last time we spoke. Well, well earned break though, so it's hard it's hard to be too upset about it, but still still miss that guy on Twitter every day. Yep. <laughs>